enchanté. Welcome back, Whitey Tidies, to another episode of the Two Tight Ends Podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Neil, and I'd like to welcome back a man who just had a kid. Connor, you're back. Tell us, how is sex? Um, what is it like? I would tell you if I knew. But being a dad's great. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as as soon as soon he, he came out, I, I immediately felt myself get stronger felt my my reaction really? times were a lot quicker um and wow. suddenly i was way funnier but no one else thought so i don't know why <laughs> these jokes are just on par so anyway mm-hmm. yeah that's 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 all for me that's do being you have a dad the, uh, do you have the dad breath yet oh 100 that was before though <laughs> yeah no okay on the real though so you know just 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 kind of falling into like given like my son nicknames and stuff i immediately started calling him buddy so of course mm-hmm. i got top dog vibes and immediately i'm <laughs> i'm shout out top dog uh you know the dad of one of our favorite comedians and podcasters tom segura um mm-hmm. but his classic hey buddy hey buddy and uh yeah i just <laughs> immediately like fell into that and i was like oh my gosh i'm such a dad now because i'm just like hey buddy <laughs> hey buddy <laughs> gosh dang it dude uh is it weird having a kid connor i imagine it's incredibly weird you know it (laughs) is but like even though we've only had him for what is it nine days now like it Mm -hmm. seems weird that we didn't have it before and every i feel like everyone says that like i've heard a lot of people talk about it Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean but it's great i mean we're not really getting a whole lot of sleep because sometimes he Mm -hmm. just doesn't like to and you know what that's okay it's a good thing he's cute yeah 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 uh well that's awesome congrats to you guys again thanks man uh everybody's healthy happy right yeah everyone's good everyone's recovering well um i mean i didn't do much so i'm good but yeah no mama and baby are good (laughs) healthy so we can't ask for much more awesome well sweet let's let's get into some sports man let's come on man um dude nfl weekend well we're recording this on friday it's gonna come out on saturday for you guys special special wildcard weekend episode um dude let's just get right into it okay let's uh the first very first game indianapolis colts versus the number two buffalo bills um a little bit of facts on this stuff before we make our predictions okay um for the Bills, Cole Beasley might be out. That's interesting. He's a huge red zone target for them. Yikes. Or a huge third down target for them, I should say. Uh, Stefan Diggs is also questionable, but mm-hmm. I think he's more – he's just like, eh, you know, just just uh, uh, resting as far as I've, I've heard. Um, another I think, isn't it something where, like, if they, if they rest them at practice, they have to give some kind of reason? Right. Well – I, they probably just gave him like, yeah, his oblique does hurt, so we're just gonna rest him. Exactly, up, that's know? what I mean. Is like, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's bothering you? Uh, my oblique's kind of hurting. All right, cool. So that's why you're not <laughs> cool. you're not practicing too much. Possibly, today. possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the first game on uh, today on Saturday, right? When people are listening to this, that's how that works. Uh-huh. Um, the the Buffalo Bills are favored at six and a half. Uh, they are on fire right now. I mean, if uh, anybody yeah. thought different, they just stomped Miami to make sure that Miami didn't get into the playoffs. 
Um, and, and the Colts won to beat Miami out of there. Uh, yeah, yeah, suck it, Varsity Connor. I'm just kidding, dude. Yeah. I love you. You're the best. But sorry to see your, your Dolphins didn't make it. No, it's rough. Um, I'm actually... <laughs> Uh, I'll make I'll make the prediction first. I'm riding this Buffalo train, okay? Oh, 100%. I love they're hot and an a, a key fact here, Philip Rivers, who has a playoff record of 5 and 6, uh he only has two uh, playoff wins since 2010 and his career it, his career playoff uh completion rate is 59, which is kind of low. For him, yeah. especially. I yeah. mean, that's not, it's not terrible, but it's not great. And an 84 pass rating, which is not great. Yeah. Um, I and mean, he doesn't play well. Also, I, I heard somewhere, I heard this out, it, he is like 0-5 in, in games under 21 degrees or something like that. Oh, that's interesting. So, well, I mean, he was in San Diego forever, so that makes sense. Exactly, yeah. So I, I'm picking the Bills. The Colts are good. Their rushing attack is amazing right now. Taylor is on fire, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think the Bills are going to cover the spread. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I'm definitely 100% Bills Mafia right now. I mm-hmm. love my boy Josh Allen. Love that him and Stephon Diggs just kind of like got it together in one season, less than a season, you know, just like mm-hmm. just kind of came out firing. So, um, yeah, and I'm wondering if there's something about, you know, the last name Rivers and just being trash in the playoffs or postseason because we talked about Doc Rivers. Bad luck, man. I just mm-hmm. I, I guess I don't want to have the last name Rivers if I'm going in the postseason. <laughs> well, here's another um, uh, fact about how hot the Bills are. OK, Connor, they have won six consecutive games by an average margin of 38 to 18. Wow. They are I'm saying and and they are the number 2 seed. So that's that's what changes with this year is that because they're the because of the expanded playoffs the number 2 seed does not get a bye, but I think that kind of helps somebody like the Bills who are so hot. It helps them keep rolling, you know. Yeah, true, keep that momentum going. And nice that they can play at home this time where before Bills Mafia went and invaded who was it Houston, I think. Houston. Yeah, yeah Houston. and like bought out all the plastic tables they could find and get their hands on. So <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, so I, you, you said bills, right? We're yeah, both yeah, going yeah. for bills. Both on bills. Awesome. Awesome. All right. The, the next game on Saturday is the Seattle Seahawks uh, versus the number six, Los Angeles Rams. Um, Jared Goff. We don't even know if he's going to play. Uh, he broke his thumb on his throwing hand uh-huh. I think three weeks ago um and they had some some no name uh guy come in week 17 to play John Wolford um he he, he was you know working in some job and they called him up off, off the practice squad <laughs> um so we don't we don't really know who's and Sean McVay has said he he's not going to announce who's the starting lineup until just before the game or the starting quarterback Classic so we don't Sean know who's going to play move. I think if Jared Goff does not play, they have no chance. Agreed. But even if, even if Jared Goff plays, he hasn't been even before the injury. He hasn't been playing great. He is still injured. Like that thumb's got to bother you a little bit. Um, I just don't think that their offense is going to be able to keep up with Seattle. Not saying Seattle is going to take them by storm. I mean, their defense, the Rams' defense, is still good. Yeah, true. But well, uh, I mean, the line. Go ahead. I was going to say the, the thing too is you're right. The, the Rams offense is just not 
really there. Um, but also Seattle's defense has a lot of injuries right now. They've got um, here true. in the notes saying key defenders like Shaquille Griffin, uh, Jaron Reed, both questionable. Um, they say star safety at Jamal Adams was limited in practice, but not on the injury report. So that also sounds like kind of like a resting thing. Um, and maybe he has mm-hmm. a couple things bothering him where they're like, let's just make sure he's 100% before the game. Um, Possibly. So it makes it sound like Jamal Adams isn't as out of the question, but I mean, it's true. If they don't have Shaquille Griffin, Jaron Reed, I mean, that's that's tough for their defense, even though they, they do have a good, solid core as it is. Um, but I mean, Seattle's offense is just so good right now. And Russell Wilson can make, you know, anything out of nothing, which is, yeah, it could be so frustrating for that other team. Yeah. You know, exactly. but I mean, this again the rams defense has two first team all pros in aaron donald and jalen ramsey yep i mean very true their defense is pretty good but i mean the line is at three and a half it's gonna be i think it will be a close game i agree Um, i think it's gonna be within five points um but i think i'm gonna go uh the the seahawks here yeah you know now that you brought up because i kind of forgot jalen ramsey's on the rams now I don't know now because the thing is, is you know Ramsey's going to be all over Metcalf, and then yeah, but they still have Lockett. That's true. They do have Lockett. Lockett's kind of hit or miss it's though. Lockett. And then you and, have, and then you and have. He uh, likes Hollister at the tight end. That's Ooh, true. Exactly. That's true. Hollister is has been really really hot for them. And and mm-hmm. I mean I know you. Then you have like the dual threat of uh, Chris Carson and um, oh my gosh, of course I'm going to blank. Penny? No, 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 no. He's he's like an uh, an old head. Um, it's uh oh my gosh i'm gonna blank on the name now it's it's fine but um i keep wanting to say it's latavius murray i know it's not latavius murray but no. um anyway but yeah they've got chris carson in the backfield who can also like you know run it catch it yeah. do do whatever they need so they have they still have a lot of weapons on offense but i don't know man i i, I agree with you i think it's gonna be a good game i my gut says seahawks so i think i'm gonna give it to the seahawks as well um but i do think it's gonna be a close game okay yeah, and uh, one more thing for the Rams. Andrew Whitworth, their star left tackle, veteran left tackle, uh, is back for as well. So that helps whoever's at quarterback. Oh, yeah, um, true. But that should be a good game, good rivalry division game. So I'm, I'm excited for it. For sure. Um, next game is obviously the one I'm most excited for is the Wash- the number four, I should, I, I should add, the number four Washington football team versus the number five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Didn't they, uh, didn't they get that number four by default, though, since there was no one else in that conference to really do anything? Yes, but we are still number four. We're still somehow <laughs> ranked higher than the 11-5 Buccaneers. The 11-5 Buccaneers had to travel to the 7-9 and nine Washington football team stadium. So Goodness. That's always fun. Um, Dude, I mean, knowing the FedEx field curse, I mean, this Brady might retire. <laughs> Brady's gonna have a career ender. That's what I'm saying. He might retire, man. Jeez, I that would be that would be the worst way to go. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Had this insane, like insanely mm. long career. He seems immortal, and then all of a sudden mm. plays at FedEx Field and like tears both his ACLs at once. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I hope not, Brady, but. Uh, some key injuries to watch. Mike Evans had a weird uh, tweak of his knee in the last game. Um, he It was a no-contact injury. That was weird, but he was limited in practice. So, I mean, that makes me just think he did practice a little bit. 
So maybe he'll be ready to go. I'm sure he'll be wanting to go. Um, and for the football team, dude, <laughs> like their whole, pretty much their whole offense, Alex Smith, <laughs> Antonio Gibson, and Terry McLaurin are all questionable. I think if they are good enough to go, they'll go. Um, but that's like their whole offense right there. <laughs> that's, Yikes. That's it. Um, and another thing was that coming out of the Washington camp was they might they might try to do a two quarterback system with Alex Smith and Heineke that they're they're uh, now he's a backup uh quarterback. You mean like they, they, they take put them in and out like a running back? You mean no, like certain situations they might have Heineke in because he's more mobile. <laughs> he can actually yeah. take more than five steps. Um and you're not scared that he's going to rip off his leg again. Yeah, so that's what I mean is like like you know how you have to, you you have like a, a starting running back who takes most mm-hmm. of the workload but then you have that backup who is like oh in a bet in this situation maybe like a goal line oh, situation yeah. or okay. something you put him in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much exactly like that. I think that there's been some rumors that they might try that. Um, hey man, the Bucks though Ron will pull anything out of his bag of tricks, so he might, yeah. Uh the Bucks though another very hot team right now. They are uh, in the four-game winning streak to close the season, they've averaged 37 points per game, uh, while Tom Brady has has posted a 126 passer rating. That well, they've been on I mean, fire. I don't know. I don't know if Tom Brady is like super great in the postseason, so I don't know how this is gonna go. Yeah, they suck. So um, <laughs> the the line for Tampa Bay is big. It's at minus eight for them. It's a big line, but here's the thing. <laughs> Washington football team, I'm going to root for you until the end, but re- logic stands that we are probably going to lose. Now, how bad are we going to lose? I think that's the real question here. <laughs> are we going to make it interesting? Are we going to give them, you know, are we going to make them sweat a little bit? Because I think that's possible. I really do. I think if if that young front seven can get after Tom Brady and make him a little uncomfortable in that pocket, I think it could be a lot closer than people think. I could be. I think it could be within – Seven. Well, and okay, so this is what I was going to say is, I mean, the thing is, is the Washington football team, I think, surprised everyone this season. I don't think anyone mm-hmm. had a lot of hope for them this, this season. First off, including you come out their with, own fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you, first off, you come out with the name, the Washington football team. That that just, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure right off the bat. But mm-hmm. you, they have proven me wrong time and time again this season with their defense. And so looking at, like, the injuries to watch out, I mean, their defense looks fine. Like, it does say, like, linebacker Kevin Pierre-Louis, he's got an ankle thing. But, like, again, it's all about questionable, seven, practiced, practiced on a limited basis. So, like, there's no real, like, is he out, is he in? It's, it's possible that he could be out. But, uh, like you said, I mean, the other thing I think that's been proven this season is that Tampa Bay can be beaten. Tom Brady can sweat. He can lose. And when he loses, it's bad for everyone. Like he, he, uh, he gets real salty real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. But usually when they're losing this to a saints team, you know, the number what three in the, in the NFC saints. Team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Also fair, but or number like, two, I think number two. But yeah, yeah. Also fair. But I just, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like the Tampa Bay defense has gotten mm-hmm. worse over the season and the Tampa Bay offense has gotten better for sure, but not like that death lineup caliber that everyone thought it was going to be as soon as Brady and Gronk came into the mix. So I still think they're, they're figuring. I was going to say, I, I still think they're figuring things out, but here's the thing. Um, I, I agree with you. Every football team has surprised everybody, especially their defense. But that's why I'm saying it it can make 
they can make them sweat. They yeah. can get it yeah, yeah, yeah. to within the game. But the problem is their offense is so so stagnant. It's so like it's it's it hurts to watch sometimes. And <laughs> yeah, that's but true. But the thing is, Alex Smith. You know what do they always call him? They always call him the game manager. He manages games. So if the defense is playing well, they're managing the game. Maybe they have a little bit of success in the run. Like I said, man, it could be really close. It could be a close game. Well, and he is the comeback kid this season, so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But but ultimately, I do think Tampa Bay is going to take this one. Dude, they have too much on offense, even without Mike Evans, it's even true. without him. Yeah. No, I think, I think I do have to give it to Tampa Bay, but I also won't mm-hmm. be as surprised if the football team makes some kind of miracle and, and pulls it out. Mm-hmm. And they're, they are at home. No fans, but they are at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And then that is the last game on Sunday or on Saturday, but the, the games start right back up on Sunday with the first game being the Tennessee Titans uh, at, versus the Baltimore Ravens. So and that is in Tennessee. That is in Nashville. Yes, correct. Um, some interesting people to, to look for. Again, I think most of these injuries, uh, are all limited in practice. Like we were talking about, um, probably just trying to rest them or get, get them some more rehab and stuff like Marlon Humphrey is on, on the limited practice list. Um, Jimmy Smith, some big guys on the Ravens defense, but I think they should be fine. Um, as far as that goes. Yeah. Same with the Tennessee Titans. AJ Brown was on, you know, mispractice Thursday and everything. But I think I think it's probably just both a resting sh- thing. Yeah, both teams should be pretty good. And one thing about the Ravens is they are another hot team that, that is coming into this. Mm-hmm. But they have been. Um, I mean, it's been a, against bottom ten teams pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like they they. So, um, oh, hold on. I think there was this. Um, and plus, here's the thing. It's kind of a rematch of the, what, the divisional games last last year. It is a rematch. And Tennessee won that. I think they had a better defense last year, though. Um, but, dude, Derrick Henry, if they're not able to stop Derrick Henry, then there's uh, – is there any hope for them, dude? That's the I other thing. I feel like the I feel like the Titans were kind of the fly under the radar team this season. Like no one was really talking about it, but they were pretty hot. Like you had Tannehill at the at the helm and guys like AJ Brown and Corey Davis going after it, making some plays, and obviously you have King Henry there in the back. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, they the t- Titans actually look really. I I really don't know who. I favor more here. I mean, and then, yeah, then you have the Ravens who have a stellar offense, a great defense. Like it's, they're both really well-rounded teams. I, I'm conflicted here because I have some, I think, um, so I, I'm always kind of a Ravens fan a little bit, you know, being so close to them and everything. I always kind of root for them. Hope they do well, unless they're playing the football team. And I love Lamar Jackson, so you know I'm kind of hoping they win. But at the same time, dude, Derrick Henry is like my one of my favorite NFL players. I freaking love. He's watching a monster. Him. He's a beast. Um, Still, one of my favorite of right. pictures ever is him standing next to Mark Ingram because the yeah. size difference is yeah. insane. Like Derrick Henry at, is, at the Alabama game. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry is an insane human being. Like like everyone talks about DK Metcalf being just a like an anomaly, an athletic freak, mm-hmm. but Derrick Henry is up there too. You know, it's crazy. Uh, Derrick Henry is listed at 6'3". Uh, Connor, I don't know if you know this, but I am also listed at 6'3". <gasps> no way. You're basically Derrick Henry. Twins. No, that's not what I was getting at. <laughs> I was getting at is that 
the six three monster that is Derrick Henry is is a freak of nature and he can run like what a four five yeah. and run over your safety while I can eat a hamburger on the couch. <laughs> So pretty cool. I can eat a hamburger in four seconds. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, this one is a tough one. The line is three and a half in favor of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I really think, man, I don't know. Okay. Oh, I'll, here's I'll here's this. another stat. Here's oh, another stat though, Connor, for you, real quick. So Derrick Henry passed two thousand yards this season. I believe he's the eighth person, eighth running back in history to do that. Uh huh. Um, in the last seven games of the regular season, he gained more than a thousand yards and averaged six point one yards per carry Jeez. and nine touchdowns. That's a career year for a normal running back. Yeah, and he did that in the in last half seven the games. Time. Yeah, yeah. That's insanity he's again yeah. derrick henry's insane but okay real quick i'll go ahead and rip the bandit off here i'll make the pick mm-hmm. i have to go baltimore because i'm also a low-key ravens fan like I'm, I'm always ride or die panthers but like ever since i started really paying attention to football always loved uh ray lewis back in the day loved ed reed back in the day uh loved ray rice back in the day before he beat up his girlfriend so you know like i really 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 liked uh oh and anquan bolden like there's a lot of people on that that ravens team especially when they won the Mm -hmm. super bowl that i just really enjoyed watching so always been a low-key ravens fan i'm picking them Okay. Uh, to make things interesting, I mean, even though we don't have nothing right on this, I'm going to pick the Titans. Let's go Derrick Henry. But I do think that Lamar Jackson, I mean, dude, if he loses – because last, last year was such a disappointment, them being one of the best teams in the league – or uh-huh. the best team in the league, right? Uh-huh. And then losing to the Titans like they did. Yeah, it was, was the MVP. Definitely huge, yep. Mm-hmm, That's definitely cool. It's cool that we get a rematch, though. It's really cool we get a rematch. It is. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to pick the, the Titans. I think they're going to pull it out. Nice. Um, I like it. Yep. The next game is the Saints versus the Bears. This Do we even need Orleans. to talk about this one? Um, no, let's move on right along. So <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. No, uh, let's touch on it a little bit. Okay? All right, all right, all right. Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara apparently are both back. Now, Alvin Kamara is listed as questionable. He might still be on the COVID list, but his social media came out and said that he should be good and he should be there. So, um, that's that. Okay. Okay. And Drew Brees is getting settled back in and the, the bears, how are they going to, I don't know, understand how they're going to stop them. Plus the saints is one of the best defenses in the league. I just, I, I don't see a, a, yeah. I mean, I feel like I just, the bears only hope is Khalil Mack just pops off, has a career game and just pressures drew Brees like nobody's business drew Brees just can't even do anything and then somehow the bears offense you know you have um i mean who's even starting is it trubisky now is yeah it... it's true it's back to trubisky okay that's what i thought yeah. yeah i thought trubisky was back in at the start so i mean if trubisky can just hook up with robinson a few times and make things happen, i mean there's a i mean or even mooney i mean there's a chance i the mean bears trubisky can pull it out has been on fire the last you know, seven, no, six weeks of the season. That's true. But they have played some pretty bad teams. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what I mean is like, there's a little glimmer of hope for Chicago here, but yeah. I've got to go with the saints on this one. I think this has the most potential for a blowout. 
and we've already talked about the Washington football team. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yikes. Like this, okay. <laughs> I think this has a, I think the disparity between the two teams is even bigger here. Um, and like I said, with having both Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, it's too much. Like the, the, again, a testament to the bears, you know, having a streak, they, they won three straight wins uh-huh. late in the year. Right. But they were all against Houston, Minnesota and Jacksonville. Yeah. Not, not, not strong <laughs> showings there. No. And like I said, I just, the saints defense, I think that for some reason it still gets overlooked again. It's one of the best in the league, but everybody wants to talk about, you know, Taysom Hill, Alan Kamara, Michael Thomas, rightfully so, but their defense is killer. I think, I think yeah. this is an, I think there's an easy double double digit um, uh, win for them. It's true. Hey, real quick though, I did want to bring up not to knock the the Vikings too much because, dude, oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget his name. Is it is it Justin Jefferson? That's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. No, that's that's right. Is it right? Okay, cool. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, dude, he was awesome so. to watch this year. Yeah, he broke uh, Randy Moss's uh-huh. rookie record. I think he uh, broke for receiving. Didn't he break all rookie records? I don't know. I think it was. Honest. I think I just, it was an all-time. I think it was an NFL record. I know he broke Randy Moss's, which yeah. if he broke Randy Moss's, it very could, very well could be. <laughs> Most likely, he broke the, the <laughs> NFL record. <laughs> it, it, it's possible, uh, but yeah, he he was awesome this year. So glimmer, uh, glimmer I know they they get in, rid of in Minnesota, but you're they right. get rid of Stephon Diggs and and then bring in Justin Jefferson. Like that's that's unfair. Yeah. Oh, Jeffries. Um, I said Jefferson. Yeah, Justin Jeffries. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. Um, but let's move right along to the next game on Sunday, uh, the Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, some interesting stuff is coming out of the Steelers camp again. And again, it's from Juju Smith <gasps> Schuster. I'm shocked. Um, he, <laughs> he is soaking the flames again. It seems like, I feel like he's just like a troll and he just likes getting, you know, under people's skin. Probably. But that's he, pretty much all gamers, so that would make sense for him. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think about it like that. Uh, they they do like that. Get it get it under people's skin, but they, they do be like that. They do be like that sometimes. Yeah. So Juju Smith, he was asked um, about the rivalry with the Browns, kind of like, hey, do you think do you feel a different Browns team this year, right? And the quote is, I think that they're still the same Browns team. I play every year. I think they're they're nameless gray faces. They have a couple good players on the team, but at the end of the day, the Browns is the Browns. Now, what is what he said totally unfair? So here's, here's the thing. Yes and no. Because the, the problem is, is that the Browns is the Browns. That is probably the quote of the century because mm-hmm. it's it's just it just fits so well. But at the same time, you've got to you've got to give it up to an eleven and five Browns team. Which okay, two things here: the Browns. What did we say? The Browns haven't had a winning season in like thirteen years, and the Browns haven't had a postseason in like twenty longer years or something. Yeah, so. I don't think you can really say that about this team. And also if you're going to, I mean, the problem is we're on the Baker Mayfield like cycle where he, you know, he goes through where he's got to prove people wrong. And I think we're at that right now because he's got to prove to people that he can close in a postseason game now. And you have Juju talking this now. That's a, that's a bad combination. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying, 
Yeah, he's just like this is his version of dancing on the logo again to get to get him riled up. Pretty much, Pretty <laughs> but I think much. it's. I think what he said isn't like is most of what he said is like eh, whatever. Like okay, you want to say that? What what's what I found to be like? Wait, what? Is he said? I think they're nameless gray faces, and it's just like again, there's not a lot of context here. Yeah, but just. But that just seems like very rude, very de- dehumanizing. Um, maybe also he meant it just like, maybe? "Hey," <laughs> against the Browns. Well, against gray people, like how dare you? Yeah, that's true. Against aliens. Yeah. Um, but no, but no, like maybe he's just talking about like, "Hey, like you know, they're a football <laughs> team. Like I'm just out here to to beat this team. Yeah. Like you know, you know, you but know I don't know. It just seemed really weird. Yeah. It was just a weird choice of words. You know what I'm wondering going back to the whole gaming thing. Is he referring to like Madden when it's like an, a creative player or like an unnamed player where it's just like a gray <laughs> profile. Is that what he's, referring all, to? he's playing against an all 65 overall team. Yeah. <laughs> just random people. <laughs> maybe he's, he's, he's mixing up his Madden versus uh, his reality. Maybe, maybe he's it's all sure. starting to blend together for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's what Juicy. Maybe he's stoking the flames again on purpose. Maybe he's not. But maybe the the Browns will have a little chip on the shoulder, and True. they better have one actually because they have oof they they have a bunch of people they have a lot uh, of coming off injuries uh, on the 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 COVID list. Uh-huh. Um, most notably, they have their head coach Kevin Stefanski. He will not be at the game due to because he he got COVID. And the big thing is he's their offensive play caller and their head yeah. coach, and he's not going to yeah. be there. I think that's, that's huge. That's a big yikes. Yeah. Um, now the offensive coordinator is uh, taking over as head coach duties. They just played the this team a week ago. They've you know they played it twice. It's a divisional team. I think that's that's. All things considered, with their head coach being out, I think that helps them. That they oh, just yeah, played, sure. you know. But man, that is just so tough to to not have your team not not even on the sideline. Like he's not there at all, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and they have a lot of they have so many injuries. I mean, and I mean another one. People, I, I don't know. He he's not super talked about, but I feel like Baker Mayfield really likes going to him. Is Donovan Peoples Jones? And he's out with a concussion. Like I don't think he's mm-hmm. gonna be there. No, he's he's probably won't be. Well, like, maybe not. I don't. I think he's um, pretty for sure. He's not going to play if he's if he has a concussion. Most like actually, I don't know how long he's been out now. I haven't really paid attention, so maybe he's good to go by now. But I don't know. Concussions. I I just feel like more and more they're starting to become a uh, it's you know better safe than sorry type of situation. Mm-hmm. So um, Hopefully. they might really want to keep him out. Yeah, yeah, and you know, three of their three of their offensive linemen. We're all limited in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to watch there. And one of their guards, uh, Joel Batoni, is uh, Batonio. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, he's actually out on the COVID list as well. So uh, their offensive line might be hurt big time there. Um, man, so, yeah, the Browns have a lot against them. And it would be very Browns in general to uh, to lose this game. Yeah, the, the Browns have a lot going against them. But in good news, I mean, Baker Mayfield has been on fire. In the past nine games to end the season, dude, he's only thrown one interception. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty incredible for him. 
Yeah, uh, uh, that's awesome. And he's got a lot to prove. But one thing going against them, another thing going against them, actually, is that uh, rook, not rookie, sorry, first time Q, QBs in a playoff game usually do not do not have history uh, with them. Uh, they they have a pretty bad record. First time QBs in the playoffs. Mm, yeah, true. Mm, another huge thing is, I mean, the Steelers. As much as we you know we clowned on them, the the last few weeks have not been great for them. Listen, they finished the season leading the NFL with sacks, and I might add for the fourth season in a row, which I did not know. That's really impressive. Yeah. Um, and second in takeaways. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's still there. Their D hopefully can step up against the very mangled uh, Browns. But the 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 lines at six, uh, minus six for Pittsburgh – Connor, who do you think will win? Who do you think is going to or and and who will cover the spread? You know what? Just to just to keep things interesting, I'm gonna say the Browns come out with a huge chip on their shoulder and make it interesting and somehow pull it out. Okay, okay. I just I don't know um, why. I I don't even really like Baker Mayfield all that much, but I wanna have faith in the Browns. I don't know why. I just want them to see I just want to see them do it. I I kind of agree. I want to see them i mean it's just it's just sad to see him lose you know yeah <laughs> just in general it's just sad to see cleveland lose but uh, i think they have too much going against them in this game it kind of sucks that it's all coincided with the injuries and and covid this week and yeah i just think the steelers steelers are gonna uh, are gonna best them so that's fair that but hey we are all gonna be glued to our seats the next two days uh i can't wait it's going to be through three games and or six games in two days. I'm so excited, man. Me Tomorrow's going to be awesome. It's going to be sweet. Um, yep. So excited for tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be at work, but you know, I'm watching on my phone. Uh, don't tell my boss. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. He's watching too. Yeah. Oh, actually probably. Uh, <laughs> we, we all are watching. Don't but tell corporate. Let's talk. Yeah. Don't tell corporate. Let, Dude, let's talk about this whole Deshaun Watson situation going on Please. right now. So there have been tons of reports coming out that, oh, maybe he wants a trade. Oh, now he's upset with the front office in uh, Houston. Oh, apparently now he's talked to his uh, uh, teammates about getting traded and everything. So I want to bring this up. Um, the, the Texans also, we need to mention, they just hired um, a, a new GM, yep. which is good because they needed one. Um, uh, Nick Casario, I think it is, uh, uh-huh. from from New England, and but apparently there's been some problems with that, and and let me get into this. So I'm reading uh, Adam Schefter's Instagram post, okay, All right. uh, and he's talking about this whole situation. So uh, by hiring New England Patriots executive Nick Casario to solve a large set of problems within the organi- organization, the te- Houston Texans have created additional ones with star QB Deshaun Watson. Uh, Watson offered his input on potential general manager candidates, but the Texans neither considered nor consulted with those endorsed by their franchise quarterback league sources told ESPN. Additionally, the Texans did not inform Watson Watson that they intended to hire Casario and he found out about the hire on social media that contributed to Watson taking to Twitter that night to post something's never change. Watson's feelings were not directed toward Casario sources told ESPN, but instead were indicative of the way business was again being conducted by the Texans. Last offseason, Houston did, didn't let 
Watson know that star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins would be traded, which led to to some disappointment. Now that is that it has happened again, Hugh, Watson is said to be infinitely more bothered. Uh, this time, Watson had met with Texans owner Cal McNair on several instances, sharing thoughts on certain candidates that came highly recommended, with Watson suggesting that the team at least talk to them. He did not expect Houston to hire those he endorsed, but he was hoping the Texans would respect be respectful of the feelings of the group of his teammates that he was trying to represent. The Texans, however, did not act on their quarterback's thoughts and charged ahead with hire that mattered to a much smaller circle than the one that Watson was trying to aid. Even if they didn't move forward with any of Watson's recommended candidates, sources told ESPN that Watson wanted to at least have the opportunity to, opportunity to meet with ownership's finalists so he could offer his thoughts from a player standpoint to benefit the team and then the texans could hire who they wanted that opportunity never came wow wow adam schefter i don't know (laughs) bro this just sounds like this sounds like his like uh watson's agent just texted him like exactly what was going on right then um but this is crazy like it's it, it seems to me that they the the players got Bill O'Brien fired this season, right? When they kind of spoke out, like I know Watson and and Deshaun Watson and Watt, they kind of spoke out against Bill O'Brien, and that got him fired. I mean, probably good riddance. He was kind of a kind of a an idiot as, as far kind of, as people. kind of the worst. Yeah. So, but this kind of seems like maybe it's a whole organization, you know. Uh, well, that's what I was just... gonna say is. It seems like I think the players all thought it was going to get better once O'Brien was gone because that's who they dealt with. They dealt with mm-hmm. the head coach slash GM mm-hmm. constantly, and they felt like, okay, he's the issue, but it's sounding like it's a much bigger organizational issue. That That's why Watson's like, I'm done. It's, it's, yeah. it's rampant throughout the whole organization. I don't want to be at this franchise anymore. Get me out. Which exactly. they did just pay him a lot of money, though, so it's going to be really hard to find someone to pick that up. Well, here's one thing. Hold on. Um, I do have something on that contract, actually. Okay. Um, let me see. So it is a big contract, um, but trading him is not as bad as, like, some of the other people that, like, say, Brent and I talked about last week. Like, a Wentz. Yeah, um, true. The cap, the cap charge, if trading him, like, this year would be $21 million. A lot, but again, better than a Wentz, even. Yeah, good point. Um, better than a Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, and I would take Watson over both of those in a heartbeat. So, yeah. So his his, his contract is definitely tradable, and if you yeah. look at the at the escape of the NFL quarterback position, uh, I mean, what? There's probably. I don't know seven ish teams that probably wouldn't put their hat in the ring, but everybody else I'm sure is chomping at the bit. Oh yeah. Like hundred trying to get in there. Definitely. I mean, well, okay. So talking to that, talking about that, um, Brad Gagnon from Bleacher Report, he kind of put together some potential trade packages and I wanted to get like your initial thoughts on them. I think, I mean, I think mm-hmm. all of them sound reasonable, but some not as realistic as others. So the first one he said was Panthers and they would trade away Teddy Bridgewater and then a bunch of picks, you know, 20, 21 number eight overall pick, 21 second round pick, and a 22 first round pick. Um, that one, as a Panthers fan, I don't realistically think would happen only because, like, they were just so set on making, like, 
Bridgewater their guy, and it's the first year with a new quarterback, with a new coach, with a new system, yeah, but, with but a lot Connor, of injuries. Don't you think if the opportunity's there, you go get Watson, right? Totally. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, I think they'll they'll kind of tiptoe <laughs> around that one. But, man, yeah, yeah, if Watson's dangling out there, hey, Bridgewater, That's it true. was nice seeing you, dude. But, like, it's Watson. Come on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, we've talked let – me, let me say real quick. We yeah. have talked about before – sort of the the business side of sports you know kind of you know being heartless sometimes but i think the other way around there is still that human side of sports you know like you mentioned teddy bridgewater was just signed yeah he he, they were kind of moving forward with him like it's not gonna be easy to pull that trigger like i said i think you if the opportunity is there you go get it but that doesn't make it easy right well and Okay, so kind of coming back to what you and Brent talked about last week as well with, like, Carson Wentz, for example. That's exactly the the problem, though, is, like, when you have too much of, like, the business aspect and not enough of the humanity, then mm-hmm. you have someone something like Carson Wentz happen where, like, I just feel like Carson is mentally drained in Philadelphia. He mm-hmm. was coming back off of an injury after he had to watch his backup quarterback win the Super Bowl when he basically led his team there. And then you you expect them to draft some more weapons to like build around him. They draft his replacement. And yeah. so you have all that. Like that's mentally draining. They draft his so, insurance policy. Exactly. And so yeah. it's pretty it's pretty hard when it's only business decisions and no humanity involved. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Like you do have to remember it's a business, but there is that aspect of humanity that can come through. And a lot mm-hmm. of times loyalty will shine in sports depending on the organization. But um, really quick, I'll just breeze through like some of these one. I mean, pretty much all of these is like the, the whatever team is going to get Watson has to give up their backup slash starter and a bunch of picks. And so uh, what Brad Gagnon put together was uh, we were going through the Panthers uh, mentioned the bears um and that would be nick Foles and a bunch of picks the broncos which would be drew Locke and a bunch of picks uh lions which would be jeff okuda actually and a bunch of picks so um, actually i think this lions one out of the ones that this this guy put together i think the lions one is kind of the most interesting to me maybe because jeffrey okuda is a i mean he's a rookie cornerback you know this year uh-huh. but he played really well and he's kind of i would almost say proven because he is a rookie but he played well and so much potential there and then you still get some picks like i kind of like that but obviously if you can go get some of these quarterbacks to hopefully replace watson maybe maybe that would be better yeah but go ahead i also feel like watson would, be, would have to be which it sounds like it would have to be really desperate to go yep get me to detroit that's where i want to be mm-hmm. and that's the other thing um i i'm pretty sure he does have a no trade clause so yeah it does have to be up to him where he wants yeah. to go so um and then putting they also mentioned colts which would just be a bunch of picks um raiders which would be Derek carr and a bunch of picks uh, which I actually kind of like that one. That one's an interesting one. Um, Derek Carr's just been h- kind of hard to watch. He's been so hot and cold in the last few years. Um, and then possibly Dolphins trading away Tua and a pick. That's very intriguing. And only one pick this yeah. year's pick. Yeah. I mean, this is, and again, this is all speculation from yeah. Brad at, at Bleacher Report, but even still. Right. Um, and then possibly Patriots getting rid of Jarrett Stidham and a bunch of picks. I don't. I think that one's one of the worst ones because Jared Stidham. I mean, we we touched on it a little bit. Me and Brent last week. He just has not looked good at all. Uh-uh. Not even uh, a little. Probably one of the worst quarterbacks on this list so far. So yeah. Probably no, definitely. 
I don't think I don't think the Texans or Watson would pop, well Watson would probably go for it to get to New England, but I don't think the yeah. Texans would go for that. Um, and then the last one, which I think is intriguing, is Niners getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and a bunch of picks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, pretty interesting from from Brad Gagnon. I don't know. I thought I thought it was kind of cool um, to see some speculation on what could happen with Watson. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. Houston is but such a also they tornado. they left off a. An interesting team there, Connor. Don't you think they left off? Uh, nope, the I don't Washington think they left off team, anyone actually. of significance or importance. I I think uh, the Washington football team should try to put their hat in the ring. Now, what are they, is it what, are they gonna, what are they going to give? Gimpy and a bunch of picks. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gimpy one and Gimpy two. No, uh, <laughs> I I I have no faith in the front office just because they usually you know stand by. They don't usually try to make waves like this right uh either that or they're gonna give up way too much for him (laughs) well that was my next point but (laughs) uh so i don't really have faith that they they would even try very much hopefully i'm wrong but dude my my mouth waters at the idea of watson in washington man that would be incredible like that puts us that puts us at the best team in the league or in, in sorry, the best team in the division by far. I yeah. feel like. Um, but one thing I did want to mention: you mentioned the give up too much for it. None of these trade again; these are just speculative. None of these uh, trades that were brought up are anything, anything near what the um, Rams got for trading the second overall pick to the Redskins for the eventual RG three pickup. <laughs> I just want to mention that they gave up way more. The Redskins did for that. Um, Yikes! Yeah, pretty rough out there. Wait, are you uh, allowed to call them the R words since you're you're referring to them? Oh, the I did it. Well, they were the R words back then. <laughs> Can I say that? Does That's that, what I'm saying. Is it, you is it historically to them accurate? Past, so I don't know. Is that is that is that a fifty cents? Not quite a dollar. I don't know. I don't know how that Maybe. works. It's a it's a gray Maybe area. Is. Yeah. Um, well, I, the football team, the picks that they gave. Oh, boy. All right. Let's uh, just move on to the NBA. Uh, finally. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> can we yeah, can we talk about how crazy the standings are right now? I know you, you and Brent got into it a little bit last week, but, like, mm-hmm. they'd only played, like, what, three or four games at that point? Now they've played a, a few more, and it's still nuts. Yeah, and there's some teams we even forgot to mention. Uh, I want to bring up the New York freaking Knicks, dude right they they're five and three is that right is this is that updated wait no yes. that's yeah no, that's that, right that's, that's correct, that's correct. Five and three i thought they were a little worse than that but yeah five and three right now new york knicks uh julius randall has been on a tear for them right now yeah. and austin rivers he's only played like two games but he's played really well for them i think he had like 24 points the other night really good uh they just they, for some reason tom thibodeau man out there he's, <laughs> he's giving them the business He's giving them the, the business. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the East in general, you have teams who looked really good last year, like Toronto, Miami. I mean, Detroit even a little bit. Like, they're all at the bottom where, I mean, teams like Cleveland, the Knicks, the Magic. Cleveland's at 5-4, and four, dude. Yeah, well, and, okay, and then you also have the death lineup in Brooklyn at 5-4. and four. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. The thing is, they have they have like sat out. KD and Kyrie 
individually and together have sat out already a few games. And that's true. That's true. Um, so they're already doing that. I think. But I think they're, they're already depth, playing. Though, we talked. We talked up and down about their depth. This, they still shouldn't be five and four. Well, and they and they and they won. You know, one of those games. And yeah, I, I agree. I agree. They. It is not what they're expecting, but maybe they're still figuring it out. True. They, in their wins, and you know, in in if you cherry pick, obviously, but they have looked like really good, and like I think they'll get there, obviously. Right. Um. But it's just not all the time like they don't look great all the yeah. time now i was i i'll be 100 percent honest i was very surprised to see the sixers at the number one spot in the east yeah i thought they would be another probably right around four seed uh-huh. this year yep. and again this is very early maybe we're overreacting we, are totally, are. we totally are um but yeah they're number one right now seven and two they've been playing great um yeah just whatever's doc rivers got them doing it's been it's been great yeah no, it's, um, it's magic crazy i do have to shout them out they are number two now me and brent brent and i mentioned that they have not had the toughest of schedules but they're Fair. still at six and two it's not going to be a, a tough schedule in the east you know as as hard as it is as the west so yeah. they just got to win those easy games anyways and but, they are but they also just lost Fultz for the year with a torn ACL. That's true. Dude, he was playing, again, <laughs> I think I brought this up with Jonathan Isaac. Nobody watches the Magic. I understand. So, <laughs> the But Michael, Markel Fultz, he was a former number one pick, and he was playing so well this year. He yeah. was averaging, I think, around 18, 19 points a game. He was their starting point guard. It's awesome. But, hey, now your boy Cole Anthony, he might. I don't know if he is, but he might get the starting job now. Let's go, baby. Um. But yeah, so Dude, uh, the Bucks are only at five and three. They're at number six right now. It's uh-huh. weird. Uh, the Washington Wizards. They, <laughs> I think last time we talked, they hadn't won a game or they won one game. <laughs> uh, they're at two games now. But Ooh. dude, Bradley Beal the other night they played the Seventy Sixers, and Bradley Beal the other night he scored a career high, um, sixty points, and they still lost. Yeah, he went off. It was – yeah, he went off, and it was a good game. I was watching it, but it was really frustrating towards the end. They just were not executing. And that's the thing. That is the, the story for the, the Wizards this year is that they just cannot execute down the stretch. Isn't that the, the story like every year or – Well, no, the story every year is just that they suck. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this year they just can't finish. They're in the games. Um, I saw I saw a stat on Reddit, though, um, and this is going to sting here pretty bad, but – John Wall, who uh, has made more buckets at the rim this year, 22, than Westbrook has this season, five. Wall has played only four games to Westbrook's six. Yikes. But I think I think that's another big thing with Westbrook, how he's playing. He is still putting up some numbers, but he – like if you look at the numbers, he is not driving as much. He's not taking shots at the rim. Like, dude, I know you. You're okay at mid range, but you you also burk a lot. I, <laughs> he needs to be more aggressive. He needs to be at the rim more. Like, especially man, I just I I agree. It's frustrating. With you, but here's it's the, so frustrating right now. Let's not let's not totally freak out about John Wall and the stat because uh, the Rockets are two and four. So that is fair. 
Like they have been not great. They're actually both thirteen in their respective divisions. So let's not freak out too much <laughs> about that. Um, but let's fair, freak out fair, about the fair. Western Conference a little bit because the Phoenix yeah. Suns are number one. Hello. Yeah, let's go. We did mention it last week, but still got it. They're still they there. Still They're still above the Clippers yep. and the Lakers. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But the no. weirdest thing is that we have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that are four and four, tied at four and four. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Utah sits at the top of them at, at the number four seed. But, like, what? What is the West? Yeah. <laughs> it, that's, that's how it goes, man. And and teams in there were, you know, some of them were bad teams last year, like the Kings and the Warriors so and the Pelicans. Pelicans was, a, you know, okay. And then some teams were pretty good, like the Blazers and the Mavericks and the Spurs and the Thunder. And it's just like they're all – well, Thunder, just, to be fair – I mistook that Thunder are three and four, but they're all right there. Yeah. Um, I think a huge surprise again, I touched on it last week, but the Denver nuggets are still three and five. They are still at the bottom of the league right now. Um, but they had dude that heartbreak. Did you watch the game last night? I did not Connor. I will be honest. Dude, I did not. It was a crazy game. Jokic and, uh, Doncic were going back and forth. It was a great game. Uh, Jokic hit a hit a jumper to send it to overtime. Luca Magic kind of took over, hit a jumper to seal it. You know, got an assist to a three that really sealed it. Like, great game, but another heartbreak loss for Nuggets. And I think that's by my count, what two or three of them now mm-hmm. for the Nuggets. And so, I think the Nuggets will turn around. I think everybody will settle down. But this is this is pretty fun to overreact so far in the early NBA season. Agreed. And one one more thing I wanted to touch on was just talking about standout players is it it's not very reflective of how he's doing this season but minnesota's sitting at two and six right now but dude anthony edwards looks like the real deal right now he just had he just had a 26 point game Uh i believe yeah he just had a career high for him technically i mean he's in his first season in his first few games so like they're saying oh it's a career high but i mean still coming off the bench i think still and having 26 points I was just going to say, I think it's a pretty good, like, a situation for him. Like, you were, I think, alluding to is, yeah, he's just coming off the bench, and he doesn't have uh, the whole weight of the Timberwolves on his shoulders. So, yeah. I think that helps. No, I think I think they're just really grooming him to, like, be their guy, and he's starting to, like, really show some signs. So, good for him. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is pretty sweet. The NBA standings are super crazy right now. We know that. But the MLB is making some crazy moves right now as well. We just had a a breaking breaking trade happened with uh francisco lindor apparently is going to the mets along with um i guess one of their pitchers i I believe it's carrasco is his name uh one of the one of the one of cleveland's pitchers as well um and the mets are trading away i think their shortstop and another someone else i can't remember exactly what they're giving up i I should have brought up the uh the trade details but dude that's interesting huge because then huge. today it also came out that I think you put this in the notes that the Mets are also looking to talk a trade for third baseman Chris Bryant from the Cubs. Yeah, they're they're in talks apparently is what the report said that they're trying to get Chris Bryant. Are the Mets trying to make some money moves? Right, I mean they already did with Lindor, but are they trying to like go all out right now, bro? bro? They're making, they're what's making going some on? moves right now. And what's funny is I saw this meme. I think I sent it to you that was like uh it's it's the uh well yes but actually no meme and it was like new york yankees fans talking about how lindor is gonna come to new york and win a ring <laughs> yeah like, exactly well yes but actually no 
Nobody thought it was going to be the Mets. Exactly. Nobody. But, dude, I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like it for Lindor. I would be really interested to see if they can actually get Bryant, too. I mean, the thing is, Bryant is not the same Bryant he was, you know, of the Super, of the, I almost said Super Bowl, of Super the World Bowl. Series winning Cubs. Like, I mean, he's still an incredible yeah. third baseman. Don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't say he's still at the same level he was at before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still an incredible player. And same with Lindor. I mean, Lindor is so electric and would bring yeah. so much life to the Mets. I mean, I... I'm, excited. I'm so excited for it. Like I, I hate it because the Mets are in the same division um, as as the Nats, right? Yeah. No, yeah, actually, I think no, I'm wrong. No, no, no. I don't Jeez, think so. We're really uh, dating ourselves. Anyways, um, <laughs> whatever. I I am not a baseball fan. You guys know that. So, <laughs> hey man, baseball. all all I ask for honestly is just good baseball. So I'm go. I'm excited well, I, because I think this can make for some good baseball. Exactly. And that's what I was saying. I just hope they don't waste Lindor's talent. And that's why I was surprised, but kind of um, uh, excited to see that they were going or, or talking about Chris Bryant, too. It's like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let, like, let's see the Mets do yeah. something finally. Well, and the thing is, is you, you have quite a bit of young talent on that team. I'm trying to think of the other guy I was thinking of. But you also you have like Pete Alonso, who's making a lot of moves. And then you've got mm-hmm. guys like... Um, Syndergaard and DeGrom mm-hmm. still pitching on that team like yeah. you've got talent on that team so try to do something with it so I'm ex- I'm excited to have Lindor possibly Brian added to the mix with Alonzo like I just think that team could be could be huge yeah that's awesome and like I said it, it, it sucks for a team it sucks for a team to just keep sucking year and after year so True. You know, catch a break sometimes so I I'm just excited like I I never thought that the Mets would make this trade is kind of what um, so I'm just surprised that this actually happened. Yeah. I think as, as, as everybody. Yeah, it is, it is pretty surprising, but so I did want to bring this up. It's going to, I'm going to go into a little bit of a rant because I'm just sick and tired of the hypocrisy throughout all of baseball. That's it. Plain and simple. That's what I'm getting at. But where this came from was I recently saw an article um, just last night, actually that I guess the, LA Angels fired their clubhouse attendant, which is code for the visitor clubby. So for those of you who don't know how a major league team is set up, you have the clubby or the clubhouse manager who takes care of the home team and he, you know, takes care of meals and uniforms and equipment and like all the all the stuff they need. He takes care he basically just takes care of the guys, make sure they have whatever they need while they're in the He's clubhouse. He's their intern. He's their intern. Uh, I mean, he gets paid better than an intern. He gets quite a bit of tips, but um, Fair. yeah, exactly. He, I mean, he just takes care of whatever they need so that while they're at the field in the clubhouse, they don't have to worry about a thing. Then you have the clubhouse attendant who is basically the same thing for the visitor side. When the visitor, t- when the visitor team comes in, they have what they need, all this stuff, right? Okay. So this guy had been the, the clubhouse attendant and started out as a bat boy for them, for the angels. He's been the clubhouse attendant for 30 years, and then he was fired, which the why it's big news is because he, I believe, is suing for wrongful termination. He was given, like, no notice. He was just gone, right? Well, what it was for was basically he's getting made an example out of, and this is what baseball does. The problem with baseball is when everyone knows everyone's doing it, no one really says a word. But as soon as someone gets caught, they have to make an example out of them just to show good faith, right? Well, what was happening was this clubhouse attendant, I guess, was providing visiting pitchers with uh, ball-altering substances. So most pitchers, which uh, I'll get into this a little bit more, is pitchers will do stuff like using pine tar or other things 
to uh, affect the spin on the ball. They're trying to get a little bit of an advantage by having a little bit of like stickier fingers so they can extra grip gives exactly you, yeah more exactly. spin. They're, just, they're trying to put a little more spin on the ball. You know, you got Verlander out here and and uh, Scherzer who are just throwing crazy curveballs and sliders, and now we know why. Well, yeah, they have yeah exactly. <laughs> but the, the thing is, like, not that they're not incredible pitchers. They just it's just that little bit of a leg up or that little bit of an, mm-hmm. of a helper, right? So here's the thing is like when I was in minor league ball, I remember one season, um, the, our, our, you use pine tar too. (laughs) Yeah. Our, our (laughs) team manager apparently called out an opposing pitcher who was, uh, clearly using pine tar on the mound. Right. And they had the umpire go out and inspect his arm. It was clear he was using, he was using pine tar. So they ejected him from the game, all the stuff. Right. Well, when he came back to the dugout, supposedly, he was talking to some guys, and, and I, I, I heard this, I think, from the clubby, actually, at that season. And he was just like, I mean, the thing is, is everyone does it, but if you're going to make it obvious, then I have to call you out on it. And that's exactly how baseball works, <laughs> is that everyone's doing it, but if you're going to make it obvious, you're going to get called out. And that's what I'm tired of, because the most egregious thing to happen in recent years is obviously the cheating by the Astros. That was blatant cheating stealing signs using technology as an advantage and getting a a clear-cut advantage right well the yankees red sox and a couple other teams also got hit with uh cheating scandals or fines also in the last couple years because they were using replay equipment inappropriately but it wasn't quite as egregious as the as the astros but the thing is is when they got hit with this stuff they made the same comments it was well, everyone else does it, and if you don't do it, it's basically like being a lamb in a lion's den, because everyone else is doing it, and you have to, you basically have to cheat along with everyone else, and that's the same with these pitchers. Is like they all. I do mean, isn't it. that the argument for a lot of people doing steroids too? Like, I especially mean, when the the huge steroids happened in like the eighties and nineties, right? Yeah, and and probably. I mean, that's the thing is like it was like, oh, everyone's doing it, so like you have to do it. But like, if you get mm-hmm. caught, they will like they will crucify you essentially. Yeah, yeah, you. Become, and so, but yeah. it it what's what's interesting is that this guy he has a lot of proof on a lot of pitchers that came through asking for what they called the sticky stuff because it was a it was a a former Angels pitcher who kind of taught him how to do this where it was a combination of pine tar and something else, another substance that they would. Heat he was up like. It was like a, it was like Go a ahead. crack spoon. I mean, he, they heated up on the bottom of a soda can <laughs> to make this to make this like special sticky substance. That I was gives gonna say a he's a Walter grip. White of baseball. Yeah, basically, yeah, pretty much. Like has has the whole uh, has the whole operation in the basement of the uh, yeah. of the Angels opera, of the Angels field. But uh, he but through like evidence of text messages and things like that, he. Uh, called out pitchers such as uh, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Felix Hernandez, Corey Kluber, uh, Adam Wainwright. I mean, called out a lot of them, even including because uh, you know he's mostly dealing again. He's mostly dealing with visitors, but even uh, Angels pitchers such as Kenyon Middleton, who's a super young hot prospect. He kind of kind of has been bounced up and down between uh, the majors and the minors a little bit. And Jose Suarez, Caleb Cowart, like Dylan Bundy, a lot a lot of Angels players too. So. Um, I mean, oh, and then there was another report of basically someone within the Angels organization kind of like, like reached out to him after this happened. and was like, sorry that they have to make you the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. So, my thing is, 
I'm just tired of the hypocrisy in baseball. Again, plain and simple, because you have things like the Astros happen where it just seems like they kind of got hit with a slap on the wrist, and then you won't let Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame because of some gambling issues. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, what 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 do you think the base, baseball has to do? Do you think it just has to be like a total culture shift from literally the commissioner down? Like, is that what you're what you're kind of thinking? It's like, like yeah, to stop I don't know all I, of it, or because it's it's so rampant now. I don't. Like, I just I think, would just assume. I, I think it has to be a couple of things. Either yes, either has to be a culture shift from the, from the top down. I mean, we've all talked about like Robert Manfred kind of turned into the Roger Goodell of the sports world uh in, in like in this last year i think i think nowadays he's just the robert manfred of the sport exactly well, that's what i mean yeah exactly like yeah he, it, it was well he's, he went from roger goodell to his own thing yeah yeah exactly like you know everyone everyone was talking everyone clowned on uh on roger goodell and now it's robert manfred like it's just shifted mm-hmm. to him because he's just he just has not handled things well but like i do think it has to be a culture shift but also it has to be just be honest like just be straight up and say like well you know everyone does this we're gonna hit them with a fine like if you just if you just make it i don't know i don't know how to explain it exactly but if you're just like straight up with people and just let them know like you know what everyone does this so we have to hit them with a fine but like you don't have to wrongfully terminate him like i just think that's i i just think that's ridiculous or or i don't know maybe maybe try to fix the problem instead of just eliminating that next guy will come in eventually he'll learn exactly what to do and then it's just the same you know so maybe try to try to be like hey don't just give us like hey let's stop this if we can stop it then then yeah you're you won't get fired you know yeah exactly and that's the thing is it's got to be like one or two where it's either like a big culture shift where it's like hey this is this is no longer acceptable we are not it's a zero tolerance Mm -hmm. policy or it's well, you know, everyone does it, um, but mm-hmm. it's just like frowned upon. Just be honest. Don't don't, but don't make a big scene about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree. But yeah, it it would have to be a z- zero tolerance policy, and they have to follow through. And and I think there's a lot of stuff like this in baseball. I think yeah. there's a lot like the because you know everybody says like the steroids, like the the sticky stuff, the banging on the drums. Maybe not that exactly, but there's always people are always trying to take a, that competitive advantage. But if you just let it happen, if oh, as long as we don't catch you, you're fine. That's I don't think that's a good policy. No, but and, here's and the other thing: does it make it does does baseball get more boring if they actually crack down on it? <laughs> yes, you know that's a good point. Who knows? Maybe maybe they <laughs> so, should just let it go. I actually, yeah. it's funny because like when they started banning any kind of uh, substances to help put spin on the ball, I remember someone showing me some article that was talking about how anything flew back in the day and it showed a picture of what a ball looked like afterwards. It was basically just straight pine tar by the end of it. There was, there was no ball left. It was disgusting. Oh man. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I agree. Like, Hey, hypocrisy, that's one of my biggest pet peeves in general, I think. It's it's rough out there. But yeah, it, 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 yeah where do you even begin <laughs> to, to fix that too? And that's and that's the hard part is like how do you how do you change an entire culture overnight? You know, it's in it's not league. gonna happen. In a league, yeah. hmm Exactly. Well, in a di- in different league news, uh <laughs> I meant oop, gonna take that one back. Definitely gonna put that part out. Um <laughs> Well, in a whole other league, uh, the NHL, they're actually starting their season very soon, Connor. Uh, I believe it's on the – was it the 
The eleventh starting. Uh, I thought you put NHL. the thirteenth. I think you're right. Actually, I think it is the thirteenth. Correct. Um, what I kind of wanted to expand on a little bit is I mentioned a few episodes ago that they're kind of playing interdimensionally, um, interdivisionally. Sorry. I was like, they're uh, playing the. <laughs> I was like, they're, are they playing the Mighty playing, Ducks from like the they're, cartoon? They're playing the Kraken from a different dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Kraken. Um, but yeah, so they're starting in 13 days. No, I kind of want to expand on that a little bit that the divisions, they're actually kind of redoing the divisions just a little bit is that they have the three divisions now, but Canada is all of Canada, all the Canadian teams are going to be one whole division because Canada has that border uh, uh, thing going on with the U.S. right now because right. of the pandemic. Right. Um, and so they're all just going to play each other, and then they're going to have a tournament um, style, which I believe the first round or two is also versus the division, the same division. And then um, – and then afterwards, yeah. So we we could look at a, a – the conference doesn't really matter this year for hockey. So we could look at like, you know, it's kind of uh, not anybody's game, but like we could see some interesting matchups in the, the Stanley Cup finals this year. Hey, I'm here for it as long as it's mm-hmm. the Krakens. Well, Krakens don't start until next season. But... What? I thought they started this season. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. They start next season, and that's another thing is <sighs> – I'm so they have a sh- they have a shortened. Uh, I think they're playing what 53 games or something like that, uh-huh. and then playoffs and all that stuff. And so the expansion draft, because again I mentioned it last episode or two episodes ago, they are trying to get back on the normal schedule of you know starting right. in October. Right. So because of that, the expansion draft for the Krakens, I believe, is starting in July. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a really quick off season for the NHL uh, this time this time around. Uh, but hey, I'm excited. I'm I'm trying to focus more on the NHL this year. I really am. Well, um, so luck. maybe we'll have some <laughs> maybe we'll have some more news <laughs> in the coming weeks. We'll see. Hopefully, or or we'll just have to have Brody back on and he can fill us in. Hey, there we go. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all really excited for the NHL season to start. It's just nice to have sports coming back a little more regularly. Um, obviously, we had a, a break slash cancellations with COVID and weird stuff with fans. I mean, there's still weird stuff with no fans, but you know what? I'm just happy sports is going on. It gives us something to talk about. <laughs> it was a little little touch and go there for a little bit where we didn't know Hell if yeah, uh, yeah. we were even going to start this thing because there was no sports to talk about. But, hey, mm-hmm. we're here. We're going. So, But in uh, just maybe some news news, not necessarily entertainment news, um, we all know what happened in D.C. like yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So we had the uh, the riot happen in DC the uh, the redneck patrol or the uh, duck dynasty fan base i don't know i don't know what you want to call them but um, <laughs> they stormed the capitol building and took over apparently and uh, the the most interesting news to come out of that was the fact that uh, Twitch... I, was, I wouldn't say the most interesting. You know what? But, You're right. That's not the uh, some most interesting, interesting note, but some, some very interesting news yeah. is the fact that Twitch, because of this, decided to remove PogChamp, the PogChamp emote, from their uh, catalog, if you will, of emotes that they provide. Now, if you mm-hmm. don't know, I mean, we've, we've kind of talked about... What a, uh, what a blow to 14-year-olds everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I mean, how are streamers going to recover? I mean, it's just so ingrained in their vernacular. What are they going to say now? 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if, yeah, if, you, if you don't know what it is, the PogChamp emote, it's like a, it's the face of this, it's this guy's head or like his face that he's just making this like really excited, like his lips are like just out there like a duck or something. I don't know. Anyway, point is, is that it came from this uh, really popular fighting game gamer. Um, his name, uh, what is it here? Well, his, his, his uh, like, gaming name is gutex right and so he's like really really known gamer and he put out this tweet that i'm not really sure he was trying to incite more violence but it was just really weird um but he put out this tweet that said will there be civil unrest for the woman who was executed inside the capital today or will the hashtag maga martyr die in vain the video will be aired soon on in parentheses band dot video and parentheses the resistance dot video and it sounds pretty gruesome sad face emoji and so i the thing is i, I feel like he was trying to weigh ways awareness he was trying to raise awareness about this like execution i guess that happened which i didn't even know happened i didn't i didn't, I didn't heard anything about it but he was like encouraging people to co watch it on like the dark web it sounds like oh weird so that yeah. link was not very link was like to onion or whatever yeah yeah exactly well because like the thing is like he didn't actually put the it, oh so i should have explained this he didn't put the url he spelled out band spelled out dot video because because twitter was uh like blocking mm, those those urls yeah. and so anyway Basically, Twitch puts out a statement very quickly and says, we've made the decision to remove the PogChamp emote following statements from the face of the emote uh, encouraging further violence after what took place in the Capitol today. And it says, we want the sentiment and use of Pog to live on. Its meaning is much bigger than the person depicted or image itself. And it has a big place in Twitch culture. So, I mean, that was pretty Poggers of Twitch right there. You know, they they were, you know, Pog is much bigger than just a face, right? Um, That's true. But it also, it kind of made me think, why even really address it? I mean, why make a statement? And, I, and it, it goes back to what we talked about. I believe with Zach about Juju, how he had to like make a statement after the mm -hmm. whole like dancing on the logos thing and how he wasn't going to put them out anymore. Why say anything at all? Just take the emote down, let people figure it out. I'm sure they were going to figure it out anyway because it's the yeah. internet and everything's connected. And it's also Twitch where everyone knows everything going on. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what it is. They're going to know what happened because some streamer, the, their, their chat's going to ask, why isn't the PogChamp emote there? And they're going to go, oh, because of this. And then they're like, it's going to leak into other streams where people are going to figure out what happened. So like, why even mm -hmm. make a statement? Just take it down. Yeah, I also don't understand so ju is it literally just because of that tweet that they they're taking it down yes like they, they don't yes. agree with his it, his views or or whatever whatever it, it breaks some rule right so well they yeah because and i honestly i don't really understand his tweet to be honest because i'm like is he trying to like trying to raise awareness about what happened but just in a really bad way or is he actually encouraging more violence like i was very confused because i wasn't really clear on his intentions from his tweet but mm -hmm. from what other people like from what everyone has been saying and what twitch has said is that he was encouraging further violence like mm -hmm. at the capitol and so because of that they're taking his image off of their catalog i guess in this situation because i don't like I i'm not supportive of him or i don't even know him or anything like right. that but 
as far as, I mean, it's a meme at this point, right? So it's like, as far as them taking that image down, it just sounds to me like they're kind of trying to cover their own ass a a little bit, a little bit, just because again, it's a meme at this point. It's, it's not, it's not too similar, but it's kind of similar to when, um, a a lot of alt-right people started taking over the, uh, the Pepe meme. (laughs) Yes. Frog meme. And it's just like, and then people were banning that Pepe, the frog everywhere. It's like, well, okay, now you're literally just conceding. Now it is theirs because yeah. you're banning it everywhere. So exactly. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really understand the whole taking it down. Um, but man, it will will Pogger survive this? I don't know. I really I don't know. know. It's pretty pretty unpog if you ask me. It's not that pog. It's to be quite not honest. very pog at the moment. But mm-hmm. uh, hey, you know what? I agree with you. The thing, my thing is, like the emote itself is not. It's not him, like you said. It's it's not represented representative of him. It's literally the representative of the emotion, the feeling, whatever you mm. want to call it, like the pog champ, like whatever. The like meme that, of it. It's exactly the meme. the meme of it. Yeah, yeah. like like you you put it the best. It's it's the meme of it. It has nothing to do with him. But because we live in uh, the, the era of cancel culture, it's exactly what you said. They're just trying to cover their bases. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know. I knew they, they they took it down. I just didn't know what the reasoning was behind it. Yeah, I think um, I think my favorite my favorite meme to come out of it though was uh it's a scene from from SpongeBob where the entire town is burning down and it put uh Twitch's logo over SpongeBob's face and it's like Patrick, we did it. We saved DC. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Excuse oh, me. No, I think my. Oh my. Um but I I kind of agree with you. It's like there do we need all these statements? too like can't we just do it and move on and if somebody asks you you can reply to them but like do do we need to tell everybody oh we're removing this oh no exactly like just do it just get rid of it and don't say anything Mm -hmm. like just if you want to cover your bases do it but like you don't have to make a big lavish statement about it but also can we just like agree that cancel culture is the worst because like it again it's like worse we're just associating too much like mm-hmm. it ha- like that has nothing to do with him or his statements but because uh, because another stre- or like because a streamer tweeted and was like uh i think because of this twitch like we i'm no longer going to allow this in my stream or whatever they like took that tweet and some other people that had pointed it out and went okay we're getting rid of it like just got to cover our bases it, don't want to oh, offend anyone speaking of cancel culture we've we've touched on it before uh doctor like disrespect is oh there- yeah like, do we even? I mean, still, I haven't really followed still up. Is there unrest? There is there is no no rest for the wicked because yeah, we I don't I don't even know how that that related, but we <laughs> we still never got. I don't even think he ever got an exact. And he's not back reason. on, right? He's on YouTube now. I'm pretty sure. I think he's streaming on YouTube. I don't really follow him as much, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know exactly what he's up to. But I last mm-hmm. I heard, he was making the attempt to switch to YouTube, and it looked like YouTube didn't have a problem with him streaming mm-hmm. on there. Hmm. Yeah, and and I think um, uh, this comes soon after Twitch came out and said that they're now it was kind of vague because it was kind of in a meeting, like a, a grand announcement of all these things that they're they're doing, they're updating this stuff. Um, but they came out and said that they're kind of gonna, they might. I don't know what the word is because it was kind of vague a little bit, but almost banned the word simp a little bit as far as a derogatory word. Yeah, That's did we not talk about this yet? 
Did we? I don't remember. I don't actually. remember either. But yeah, no, they yeah they they banned the use of simp and incel because I guess it was I guess it was it was yeah derogatory and it was offensive. But mm-hmm. here's the thing: nobody cares. It was like no one cared. It was a yeah. meme at that point to call someone a simp. It was like. Yeah, if you're getting upset at somebody calling you a simp, bro, you're probably a simp. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> just been facts at this point, dude. It's like, uh, hey, man, if you, uh, it's kind of like the if you think she uh, might be too young, she probably is. So don't do it. <laughs> so if you're getting offended at the fact mm-hmm. that you're being called a simp, you're probably a simp. But that was, you know, that was there was big, big streamers like uh, Nick Merckx and some of those guys that are pulling in, you know, like forty thousand viewers a day, that basically came out and were like. This is just getting ridiculous because mm-hmm. he's like, I can't even imagine a world where I don't like talk crap to my friends while I'm playing video. Like, you know, just, you, you know, you just give, yeah. you give each other crap. That's what you do. Like, it's 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 the fun of it. And so, yeah, you're calling each other a simp. And that, and that was the big thing was like, it's, it's it wasn't only like it wasn't only having like emotes that had the word simp in it or things like that. It was literally if the streamer was saying like saying the word simp or incel while they yeah, were so using it as a name calling or something. Uh huh. Exactly. I think that's what the situation, but that's so stupid. That's not, I mean, I wouldn't even call them derogatory words. Like kind of what you were touching on. It's they're not, they're just not like exactly. But also here's the thing. We very much live in the reality where, uh, there are men who pay and donate lots of money to female streamers in the hopes that they will be noticed by them and possibly date them for whatever reason. They think that behind the screen of a computer and just like basically as a business transaction, they're going to have a shot. And that's the root of simping. (laughs) Hey, simping, simping ain't easy, bro. It, you know what? When you're right, you're right. (laughs) Gotta get that. Gotta have that simpling. You know what I'm saying? Simply, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Gotta keep that. Uh, keep that simp hand strong. Ooh, I don't know if I like that one. I don't know if I. I don't know if I like that one now. Strong. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't even know what that means. I think I know what it means now, and I don't like it. Simp hand strong. <laughs> Is that like the hand that um that clicks uh you know the clicks the final transaction thing to send the money. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that's the hand we're talking sure. about. I bet that's the. I bet that's the one that not like the other ones doing anything else. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Uh, you know, maybe we, should, well, yeah. maybe we should just cut it there. Uh, so it's uh, been it's been a re- it's been really fun, okay. guys. See you guys. Great Bye. We're great done. To, great uh, to be back. We're canceled. Speaking of cancel culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I think I think that it is something to kind of watch as far as just if you're interested in Twitch at all is like PogChamp's going down, Simp and Incel, or you're not able to use like they're getting more strict and more strict as it goes. It's it's actually getting insane. Another another thing that has been a little more recent too is you can't play any copyrighted music on your channel. Where a yeah. lot of people were just playing like you know you play music in the background, you play video games. Yeah. A lot of people do that, right? Uh-huh. Well. I mean, there are there are multiple people that have said, why is this even a thing? If anything, this is free advertising for those bands or for those people mm-hmm. or for those groups. Because if someone's playing a song that other people like, they're going to go, hey, who is this? And then the streamer is going to tell them. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes or they no could sense whatsoever. It or... What's that? Or they could Shazam it, I imagine. Like, yeah, exactly. The person themselves. And Do people use Shazam it. anymore? I use it sometimes. Oh. 
Okay. Or I use Google. Google will tell me. Who. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's something to watch for. There, Twitch keeps getting sh- more strict and more strict, and like the the copyright infringement. Um, I it's something to watch for if you if you care at all about that community. But, yeah. Well, Jeff Bezos got to got to protect all that money. Well, he's not even the richest man in the world. Did you hear that? True, Elon, my boy, Elon, Elon Daddy, Elon Daddy, passed Elon him. Daddy, <laughs> Musk Daddy. He's oh, all those tes- all those Tesla simps. Speaking of, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I buy right, a Tesla, that's probably... maybe I'll get to live on Mars one day. <laughs> if, I, if I, my goal is to buy one fifth of a Tesla share in my lifetime. <laughs> Um, I think that's a good place as any to probably end this episode. Oh, thank uh, Connor, it was awesome to have you back. We're excited so that you have be a back. kid now that you can mess up for life. Um, <laughs> Connor, where can they follow you on socials though? Um, you follow me at moco.cude or, you know what? Just go ahead and follow us at the two tight ends social media. We've got uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, which is at two tight ends. It's the number two tight ends. Yes, sir. And you guys can go follow me on Instagram at the thrill can kill five. Um, but yeah, Connor, what did we learn today? You know what? We learned a couple things and one that we haven't brought forth in a while, but Neil, I just never want you to forget that skids are for kids and that simping ain't easy. Amen, brother. Skids are for kids. Uh, well, until next week, guys, have a good one. See ya. What did I wear half when I flipped it in a double? What did I wear half when I flipped it in a double? Oh, Said time again, we gotta go, go. Take one, then I dash away from Popo. Yeah, snakes around my grass, they want my dodo. But I keep a 40, they don't know, no. Got the handy, you get cold, cold. Smoke on Reggie. Slow-mo in the photo Bitches ready for them photos I see a lot of things on my mind, yeah, yeah, yeah Stacking money like three, six, four